Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Stephanie. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, Travis. Travis? <laughs> you, you'd be amazed at what can what can happen in a week. <laughs> my my mistake. I, I my eyes my eyesight was bad. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for joining us today for slumming it with Chris and I here. Yeah, today. thank you. Because <laughs> because we there is so much to get into yesterday. I mean, it, there was like the January sixth hearing yesterday, but as well as like a couple of bombshells that dropped during it. And I want to get to both of those really quickly here first. Um, First of all, the first thing we heard before the the, um, the hearing was that uh, January 6th committee decided that they were interested in Jenny Thomas coming right. in to testify before that. Yeah. And uh, and then Jenny Thomas turned around and said, well, I would love to tell my side of the story. And so they sent or her Or to very, clear up any misconceptions. That's correct. Is, is what she said. And uh, they sent her a very polite letter inviting her to come in uh, in a couple of weeks. What do you think about that development? Uh, I think it's interesting. I think we'd all like to hear from Ginny Thomas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they will probably have one of the best members of the investigative team, one of the former federal prosecutors who has done a whole lot of cross-examining of hostile witnesses, Mm -hmm. ask her the questions. That's what I would do if I was involved in this investigation. Because, look, she's going to come in and she is going to paint the rosiest possible picture of what she did and what she didn't do. And I'm sorry, I will not believe her unless and until she is cross-examined aggressively and she is confronted with all documentary evidence, including her own text messages. Mm -hmm. This will be, this will not be a polite, superficial, easy breezy questioning of a friendly witness. This is about getting to the truth. So I would say hold on tight if she really shows up to testify. One thing, you know, talking about Jenny Thomas, one of the things that uh, came up yesterday uh, when I believe it was uh, Greg Jacob, who was Pence's uh, uh, lawyer, Mm -hmm. uh, he said that he confronted Eastman saying, you know, if this goes to the Supreme Court, you know it's not going to end well. And Eastman made the statement, oh, it would be a 7-2 to decision, and then he kind of backtracked and went to to 9-0. That seven to two decision, we're we're talking Thomas and Alito, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I saw some follow up, maybe an eight to one, even just with Thomas as the holdout. But you know, everything we learned about John Eastman's involvement in this criminal scheme to overturn the election's results, and the the part that really sort of knocked the constitutional wind out of me is even after the attack on the Capitol. 
he is still pushing this criminal scheme, which, you know, if he doesn't land in the Federal Bureau of Prisons, courtesy of what he did Mm -hmm. and what we learned about what he did yesterday, then there is no justice. Uh, Let's let's actually let's let's talk about that um, in clip number 15 real quick. And that the speeches that the majority and minority leaders had been allowed to make also violated the Electoral Count Act because they hadn't been counted against the debate time. And then he implored me, now that we have established that the Electoral Count Act um, isn't so sacrosanct as you have made it out to be, I implore you one last time, can the Vice President please do what we've been asking him to do these last two days, suspend the joint session, send it back to the states. So that was John Eastman saying that, hey, you guys already violated the Electoral Count Act because you let debate go longer than two hours because it was interrupted by mob violence, by an insurrection, a mob threatening to kill the Vice President of the United States. what you, you, that's what you're referencing there. What did you think about that statement? Yeah, yeah, I think you just translated lawyer speak into real person speak, yes. Travis. What that, what that email says is you've already broken the law to try to corruptly install Donald Trump for a second term. Just keep at it. What, what's the downside? You've already violated the law. Violate the law again, and let's finish this democracy. That's what the, the substance of that email is communicating. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. I also think that, and, and you might be able to speak to this more than I will, you know, there's a lot of talk about the violence versus the, the coup. And, and how are these things tied together? Uh, some emails that came out earlier this week, Cena uh, was talking about this, uh, an email between uh, Eastman and uh, Cheesebro. And in that email, Eastman said, the odds of action before January 6th will become more favorable. He's talking about Supreme Court getting involved in this. Odds of action before January 6th will become more favorable if the justices start to fear that there will be wild chaos on January 6th unless ruled by them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they, they were talking about violence. Do you think that was that something that was planned ahead when he said to him, you know, well, you've already delayed the debate by two hours. You've already violated the electoral vote vote count. Yeah, I, I think at a at a minimum, they were comfortable exploiting 
chaos and violence to their criminal ends, whether it was their goal all along from jump or it was just a pleasant byproduct of the way things played out. You know, this was not, you know, this was not a, um, a sort of one path coup. They were exploring all possible paths, none of which were viable, none of which were lawful. But I think they were hoping that one would win the day or they would converge in ways that perhaps they couldn't fully predict. But you, you put your, your finger right on it. They were happy to either encourage and inspire violence as a means to their end or once they saw that's part of what was unfolding, they were happy to exploit it, to kind of run with it and, and to use it to their advantage. Right, and then also it gets into the idea of, uh, let's do a clip number 16 here, Eastman asking for a pardon. Mm -hmm. Dr. Eastman emailed Rudy Giuliani and requested that he be included on a list of potential recipients of a presidential pardon. Dr. Eastman's email stated, quote, I've decided that I should be on the pardon list if that is still in the works. Dr. Eastman did not receive his presidential pardon. And Glenn, you've talked a lot about pocket pardons and who may or may not have yes. them. Um, just in regards to Eastman, what do you think about that 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 consciousness? I mean, that that is almost better than a confession to crime. And here's why I say that: when somebody confesses to a crime, 15 seconds on how it usually plays out. You're arrested. You're Mirandized. You waive your your Miranda rights, advising you that you have the right to remain silent and the right to an attorney. You waive those rights, you agree to be interrogated, and ultimately you confess to the crime. When we go into court, you know what every defense attorney and defense team will argue? That confession was coerced. It was involuntary. It was improper. It was in violation of the law in one way or another. Um, when you request a pardon, there's no coercion. coercion. Nobody forced you to request. That comes from within based on your belief that you committed a crime and its consciousness of guilt. And the only way you can get away with your crime is if the president pardons you. There is no coercive police conduct anywhere near John Eastman's request for a pardon. And, you know, and, and here's the other thing, and I don't want to run on too long about this, but I believe we're going to begin to see these pocket, the, these pardons being pulled out of back pockets. Kellyanne Conway said in her book, if these are not alternative facts, yes. she said in her book, Donald Trump ambled up to me at the end of his term and said her word, honey, hey, honey, you want a pardon? Everybody needs one. Oh, are we God. to believe he didn't give his friends and family members pardons if he offered an unsolicited blanket pardon to Kellyanne Conway? And here's here's the really interesting piece that we learned yesterday. John Eastman requested a pardon did not get a pardon so when he went into the j6 committee he pled the fifth right. he invoked his fifth amendment right against self-incrimination because he didn't have a pardon yeah. to protect him who else went into the j6 committee and testified don jr ivanka rudy and jared and travis none of them pled the fifth what does that mean that suggests we can infer they have the protection of a pocket pardon we don't know that for sure but there are more data points coming in every day that convinces me trump handed out a bunch of pardons that that bypassed the office of the pardon attorney the normal processes by which we vet pardons and 
they're going to get pulled out at some point when people start getting indicted. It feels to me like he had like a little Pez dispenser with a Trump head on it, and he was just offering them to anyone who would take them. Uh, with these pocket pardons, what actually has to go into a pardon? Can he just give them a handwritten note, you're pardoned? What? Because if they didn't go through the normal processes, how are we to know that these were actually issued or given in a timely manner while he was still president of the United States even? So anybody who's interested can go to DOJ's website and read about the Office of the Pardon Attorney and mm-hmm. what the procedures are if a law-abiding president chooses to follow the normal procedures right. when somebody applies for a pardon. But you know what? All of that is waivable yeah. by the president. None of it has the force of law. It's a Norman tradition. Exactly. It's a standard operating was procedure. We've already heard Jared testify. I had my nose buried in a pile of pardons, and that's why I didn't pay any attention to the White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, who was saying, I'm going to resign if Trump keeps this up. He said he was just whining, and it was a distraction because I was busy getting pardons out. This this is pardon gate, and this thing is going to stink the high heaven. Okay. All right. And so, but, so there's no way of verifying how, how the validity of these. No, what, what will happen is if Trump says, yeah, I wrote this one on a cocktail napkin, I scrawled this one on, an, on a Snickers wrapper, then you have to go into court and challenge them, and we have to have evidentiary hearings to see if they are legitimate or if they're fraudulent, and then a court will have to decide. That's why we have to get into court on these issues. Yeah. We need precedent. We need law. We need to take maiden legal voyages. Let a federal judge decide whether unrecorded pardons are are a thing, are valid. And that hasn't been adjudicated yet. Accept them. Right. And that hasn't been adjudicated yet, as of yet, in the entire 250 year history history of our country. country. Nope. It has not. And and the Constitution provides no method for pardons. It just says the president can pardon. The president shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons, except in cases of impeachment. So he can't pardon somebody if they have been impeached. You can't wipe away an impeachment. And of course, pardons only apply to federal crimes, not state crimes. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And I wanted to ask you, this was something that I got to thinking about yesterday. We, they, they talked about with Eastman, you know, well, what's to stop, what, what was stopping Al Gore from doing this in 2000? Or what's to stop Kamala Harris from using this same method of overturning the election in 2024? And I worry with what we're seeing right now with these... Um, MAGA candidates getting elected, especially in uh, Secretary of State offices and things like that, that we could be walking into a situation where Harris literally has to make a decision because the Secretary of State has said, hey, no, 
the vote was corrupt in our state. We're going to have the 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 whatever state representation, mm-hmm. um, whether it's the House, Senate, assemblies, whatever their state um, governance is, decide on who the winner of the election was in our state and send a, the delegates that we think should be right as opposed to what is reflected in the vote. If that were to happen, what 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 would Kamala Harris do in that situation? Or what, I, 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 it just makes me wonder where are we at with this because I, I feel like they're setting us up for a trap in 2024. She will follow the law, and it's hard to answer the question: what what law will apply, and what might she have lawful and constitutional authority to do if she starts getting literally state certified fake electors mm-hmm. because that's where we had you know th- this is what that was saved us time. we had fake electors submitted this go round but they weren't state certified so it was actually legally and constitutionally speaking an easy call for pence i you know didn't right. seem to be easy for him to make the right call because he had to resort to calling dan quayle like dan are you sure i can't do this i mean but he did it. And what I, what I can tell you is I'm confident Kamala Harris will follow the law, but it depends on what form these elector certificates take. What I do believe, Travis, is there will be court battle after court battle after court battle if state secretaries of state begin to literally certify fake electors, electors that do not represent the will of the, the voters in those states. You're going to have court battles. I, I fear it's going to kind of move us toward a constitutional crisis where the question you just asked, what can Kamala Harris do, won't necessarily have a direct, ready answer. Mm-hmm. And, and that spells trouble. And I think we got some foreshadowing from Judge Ludig mm-hmm. yesterday yeah. saying, look, this, this was about to plunge us not only into a constitutional crisis, but a revolution. Yeah, we, we, we played his audio earlier in the show. And I, I do want to just as we wrap up here part of the january 6th committee's uh, mandate is to propose legislation we talked about this earlier is there anything that you can see in the legal realm that they can propose as far as reforming elections or to keep this from happening in the future based on what we've seen so far this may not be your area of expertise but it's not my area of expertise and i try not to pretend to know more than i do Mm -hmm. um it's there are lots of legislative guardrails i think they can erect but here's the challenge You know, we have all sorts of law on the books that should have channeled the authority of a Bill Barr, for example. And instead, he being the chief law enforcement officer of the country who was supposed to faithfully execute the laws of the nation, weaponized DOJ to, among other things, reward Donald Trump's criminal associates and punish his perceived enemies. So I have never been a proponent of saying More legislation is the be-all and end-all because aspiring autocrats and the corrupt attorneys general they appoint can always disregard whatever laws are on the books. So this doesn't just take legislation. This takes accountability. It takes indictments. It takes prosecutions. And also takes the will of the American people to make sure that we vote and get out the vote and do these in numbers that they cannot reverse or change or Overturned. Too big to rig, too real to steal. Exactly. That's right. Yes, we need that on a bumper sticker. All right. Glenn, thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. I know you got up early this morning so you could be with us. Yes. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, Chris. I'll see you guys next week. You got it. Right, thank Bye. you so much. All right.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.